I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Can I suggest you shut up and show more football? Come on, come on. Pick it, pick it. We've done that thing. Can we not knock it? I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let him on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. I understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he was a great player. Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician. Here we go again, number two in series two. It's, it's oh. almost like a, a Netflix show, this, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is a bit like that. Yeah, I, I wonder how many, how many series we've got in this. <laughs> you know. Well, we yeah. did start this year, and we mentioned it last week, I believe, our 30th season of watching Premier yeah. League football. So, yeah. I'm not suggesting for a minute we're going to get anywhere close to that number. No. But be nice to run one or two. Mm. No, no, no. 30 I'm from now. my age. No. 30 from now. No. Hello, oh, everybody. It's be a lovely. challenge. No. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to me, Richard Keyes. And, and me, Andy Gray. This is the Keys and Gray pod. You can get in touch at Keys and Gray pod. Uh, you can download from any, uh, any platform uh, from which you currently access your podcasts. Um, more news on that going forward. Guest today, uh, drop a couple of clues, Andy. Um, guest today um, started playing his professional career 21 years ago. That's a good run. And just, but in those 21 years, only had, well, I was going to say four clubs, but in truth, three clubs in those 21 years. Good point. Let me spell that out. Played for one of them twice. Correct. That's the one. <laughs> and made his debut last night in a centre-back pair. Correct. Cumulatively of 75 <laughs> years of age. <laughs> so, uh, we will speak later. Um, a couple of things to run past you, some of which uh, you haven't seen. I, I always prefer to do this, as you know. First reactions no. are really important. That's why often rehearsing is not a good idea, no. because there is only one first. Affordable season ticket league. Cheapest right. season ticket in the Premier League. I just told you before we started. Yeah, but um, I see I would have guessed somewhere like Burnley. Burnley. Uh, you'd have been not far off. Cheapest Premier League season ticket. West Ham, wow. 320. Manchester City, in fairness, but then I suppose you could argue they don't need it. They've got plenty Correct. of money. 325. Mm-hmm. Leeds. Yeah. Leicester. Yeah. Villa. I said Villa. Burnley. There you go. Most expensive at £891. Well, I'm guessing it's a London club. Correct. Arsenal? Yes. Uh, there you uh, go. Second most expensive is a London club. Chelsea? Just up the road. Spurs? Spurs. Uh, Liverpool and Chelsea are the other two in the bottom four. Okay, well, well, where are the Toffees? Top, toffees are, what is, what's the season ticket at Everton? Oh, halfway, 420. Okay. But what, what there's been a lot of fuss, season started now, but there is an, an, an awful lot of fuss from people that want to defer the ticket that they yeah. own yeah. because they don't want to go to the game at the moment. Ah. I thought initially that everybody going was going to have to be double jabbed. I've seen no evidence of that. And people that are frightened, Andy, of going are being told by some clubs, no. sorry, if you don't buy... 
You're not getting it. Your ticket's gone. Ah, You'll be going to somebody else, which I don't think I, I, I don't think is good either. A bit of loyalty sometimes uh, doesn't uh, doesn't do isn't a bad thing. Yeah, especially sport. with with what we've been through, uh, or football has. Uh, a luxury tax is in the offing, um, rather than financial fair play fines. <laughs> right. Clubs that spend uh-huh. will be taxed for doing so. I I, I don't think financial fair play ever quite worked, no. did it? No, I there don't was think always so. a way around it. Yeah. This might be an answer. So, it's critics say, then the only the, the, the people you're taxing will be the ones that can afford it. Correct. You know, if I, if, if you're going to go give Manchester City an open checkbook and say, on you go, guys, and they can pay 500 million for two or three players, yes. and they're going to get taxed 50 million, that doesn't matter to them. Arsenal have renewed their sleeve sponsorship <laughs> with Rwanda. Rwanda. <laughs> the president is an Arsenal fan, so that's the source. Okay. What I can't and have never understood is, do they seriously think that by advertising Rwanda on their sleeves, how many anybody Arsenal might fans? be persuaded to go? Yeah, how many Arsenal fans do you think have visited Rwanda since that started? None. Yeah, I would agree. None Probably. would be my view. Unless it was work-related. <laughs> he just happened to be an Arsenal fan. Yaya Toure has uh, joined the calls for the World Cup to be played every two years. I know you and Arsene Wenger talked much about this on yeah. being Sports during the Euros, and you're yeah. not a fan. No, I'm not. Um, I, I suspect somebody at FIFA has got into him. It suits FIFA for that to be the case. UEFA will resist, I know, and those who are of a more traditional mind, such as yourself, will also, I think, mm. believe it should still be played only once every four years. But... Uh, I, I rather suspect this is coming down the track. Mm. But you're not a fan, are you? No, I'm not. I, I think what makes these tournaments, what makes the Olympics special, what makes the World Cup special, what makes European Championships special, is the fact that they're every four years. That's, that is what makes it special. I know what Arsene Wenger was saying to me. He said, no, Andy, but... And that was probably a case in point where I probably would have, would have made a couple of World Cups at, at, at different times in my career had they been every two years, you see? But I didn't. But I still don't feel like... I would be happy with every with every four years because you know what's going to happen if that if that comes if they sanction that then UEFA are going to go oh we fancy a bit of that as well so those years that there's gaps yes we're just going to put the European Championships yes. in there so we will have a major tournament every year then and that was my argument to Arsene you'd have a World Cup yeah I didn't then quite a Euros, see that but you're then right then a World Cup then a Euros yeah. then a World Cup then a Euros then a World. so we could be asking the boys to play all year round yes that's a good argument year. yeah so. Yeah. Now, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I have my own. This is Cristiano Ronaldo this week posting on Instagram along the lines of, um, as as a result of the current speculation about where he'll continue Mm -hmm. to play his football, he said there's been a lot of said and written recently uh, that uh, I I don't agree with. I have to set the record straight. He says, I think this is a total disrespect for me as a man and a player, the frivolous way that my future is covered in the media. It's disrespectful to all the clubs involved in these rumours as well. Um, as well as their players and staff. And he goes on in similar vein. He said, I'm breaking my silence now to say that I can't allow people to keep playing around with my name. I remain focused on my career. Um, And a final paragraph, uh, trying to pick up so I don't have to read all of it, as well as uh, the most recent episodes in Spain, there have been frequent news and stories associating me with a number of clubs in many different leagues. Nobody ever concerned about trying to find out the actual truth. That's the bit that leapt out at me. Nobody concerned about trying to find out the actual truth. Well, if they had, mm-hmm. what answer would they get? None. Correct. <laughs> so I, I don't understand <laughs> what his problem is here. We, if you cast your mind back, when he was leaving Manchester mm-hmm. United, Shrevesy did a fabulous, uh, very clever interview. In fact, he interviewed himself. He got <laughs> Ronaldo to ask uh, questions. Uh, right. Do you remember yeah, of yeah, Ronaldo? I do. I do. Um, and, really and, and he was the only one, of course, that could answer them. But he didn't. He danced around the subject. Now, I, I tweeted this week, and I didn't expect a reply. Okay, look, I'm looking for the truth. Will you continue to play for Juve? Yeah. Would you play for Manchester City? Yeah. Would you be interested in a move back to Real Madrid? Uh, by the way, what are the, are is the not, truth, Are these Cristiano? not legitimate questions? Yes. If you're Cristiano Ronaldo, that, that comes with the territory, I'm afraid. Very much so. People want to know what you're doing, especially when things haven't gone... I mean, they've, they've done, he's done all right. He's think, he's, his, his numbers are good, uh, and, but they haven't, he hasn't done what he wanted to do. Well, he hasn't done, yeah, he hasn't done what he wanted to do at Juventus by winning the big one, yeah. winning the Champions League. Agreed. So, and he's 35 years of age. So, of course, people are going to say, well, I wonder if he'll come back. Now, he's 35, he's probably got one move left. Will he stay at Juve? Oh, what's he going to do? Of course, we're interested. He's one of the two greatest footballers the world's seen. Uh, d- does he... 
does he not understand that we know someone from his camp obviously yeah. has spoken to Manchester City and said, Cristiano will come, cost you 25 mil. Mm -hmm. Uh, probably to Real Madrid because Ancelotti has said thanks but no thanks publicly. So they've been in touch. So someone's working on his behalf, yeah, of course, yeah. creating the speculation and the rumour, and he's posting to say, well, this is disrespectful. Leave me alone. Well, uh, answer the questions. It's, yeah. it's simple. It is simple. I just come out and say, I'd just like to state, for the record, once and for all, I intend to be at Juventus for the next season. Correct. Thank you very much. Done. Snooze. What? Snooze, you've heard of it, the little tobacco bag that you put... Oh, the, yes, yeah? one of our pals uses them. Yeah. I don't like them. I don't like them. I can't imagine uh, ever ever using them. No. Um, a lot of players would use them, wouldn't they? Well, the story here is that English football fears a snooze addiction wow. is causing injuries with smokeless tea bag style nicotine pouch rife in the game. It was something oh. that was brought in, I think, by the Nordic players, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Sweden. Yes. Uh, Norway. Denmark, yeah, and became very popular. Now they're saying that, that there is an epidemic and it's causing an issue. I, I, I mean, I can't imagine that it isn't addictive. It's got to be. It's well, of tobacco. course it's addictive. It's nicotine. Yeah, yeah. So, and um, it's not. Is nicotine not a stimulant? Yeah, of some description. Yes. Well, but this is this has been the argument of many who yeah. say, well, hold on, it's got to be a performance enhancing <laughs> drug, if nothing else. Uh, but it is worrying to read that kind of thing. Yeah, it is. Um, one League Two manager said 13 members of his squad had a snooze problem problem, wow. and called in amnesty so they could receive help. Wow. 13 in the one club. In, the, in League Two, that's probably everybody. <sighs> wow. No, I don't like them. I've seen people put them in and I've, I've, never, I've never thought, wow, that really appeals to me. No. No. And here's one that I, I don't think is going to surprise anybody. Proof that referees can be swayed by home fans. <laughs> it's taken a, a scientific study oh. to come to these conclusions. Somebody has wasted, I don't know how much time and money, uh -huh. concluding that uh, yellow cards for foul play increased by 26% when crowds were present. And that during that period of time, over the COVID, uh, the COVID uh, months, bookings were down for... for players from home teams. Well, there you go. Is that not something that we all knew? Yes. 100%. <laughs> I mean, why does that surprise I, anybody? It, well, it doesn't. I've got another one here. I'm going to I'm going to ask for a lot of money to be spent on my next one. I'm going to do this one. I'm going to compare home and away form from last season against <laughs> home and away form from this season when the crowds we are back. Do a and surprise surprise. Maybe someone wants I'm to. guessing. Yes that the home form might just suddenly be back again. I don't think you can leap to that conclusion. No. I think I think it does need time for someone study. to study that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very much so. Um, <laughs> a good piece from Sam Wallace today in The Telegraph. UEFA won the ESL battle, but a luxury tax, which we've discussed, points to a new era of free spending, which mm -hmm. is exactly what you just mm -hmm. said. Um, you see, do you know what about spending? I'm, I'm a little torn between that. I don't want clubs like Manchester City who have got endless amounts of money to just go and spend, spend, spend. But what I, I there's a flip side for me. Say a club like Aston Villa or Everton, mm. right? If they're denied the opportunity to spend, if they've got really rich owners, and I think both those clubs have. Yes, I think you've right? probably, yeah, yeah. Both have got billionaire owners. So if those billionaire owners wanted to spend money to elevate both of those clubs, huge clubs, right? To try and get them up there into the top six, into the top mm. four, challenging like Tottenham are doing now, regularly um i don't think they should be denied that if they're not if they're not spending what they don't have no but they won't no. be denied it well i, I listen I, I i mean palace you talk about billionaire owners they've just taken on uh, a third american uh, whose money it is apparently they've been spending during the close season and good luck to them if that's yeah. the case there's nothing more excites a supporter no. than a signing Correct. which is why i argue that the window should be open season long right. there's nothing wrong with spending money if you find yourself in a little bit of trouble no, no. nothing wrong with that at all absolutely uh, no. that's not going to change but I, I i agree with you entirely if you've got it and you can spend it and you 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 feel as though it's going to help you compete there's downside you could spend a lot of it and go nowhere yeah of course you could i mean you know we, we look at i mean do you think all those years ago in the premier league when we were watching the early ones when leeds went on that spending rampage but they were spending money they didn't have ah weren't well, they? well you see to conclude this conversation, oh, oh, oh. Jonathan Wilson today okay. in The Guardian says, uh, and this is the, the, the headline and, and then the basis of his piece, 
No surprise that Leeds lost to Manchester United. Just look at the wage bills. <laughs> Leeds United's is a fifth, apparently, oh, of Manchester United's. But you see, I, I don't, I, I, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. I, I don't know that you can equate success to the amount of money you spend on players. Uh-huh. Everton, for instance, right. he says, finished one place behind Leeds last season and spent three times as much on wages. <laughs> so does it follow that if you've got a lot of money and you can afford to spend it, that you're going to have success? No, no. I mean, I mean, we look back to the Newcastle days of the entertainers when Kevin was there and, and Sir John Hall um, brokered many a big deal to get top players into Newcastle. Everyone thinking they'll go on and win something. They didn't. Leeds United under David O'Leary that time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. David went close, but didn't go close enough. And, and they, sp- they were spending money like it was going out of fashion. He concludes like this. Um, he'd been talking about Arteta and Arsenal and how they're struggling oh, yeah. at the moment. And so he does make a reasonable point. Are you struggling? You find Champions League, do you? Yeah, I do. I think he'll. I wow. think he'll be first gone. And really? Yeah, I do. And I think Brendan Rodgers will be in there. I think I'm sure that's the one he covets, Brendan. Oh. Uh, but anyway, he concludes like this. He's been talking about Arteta not being criticised and wondering how it is that he doesn't get criticism. Uh, but he says, uh, it, it, it says managers. Um, when you look at the wage bills, he's yeah. finding reasons that maybe there isn't the success at a club that there should be. He says, um, it does not mean managers are beyond reproach and limp displays like Arsenal's deserve criticism. But equally, we should probably remember that where a side finishes in the league has more to do with economic strata than any of the individuals involved. Again, I don't agree. What does that mean, economic strata? I think he strata? means that if you've got it, spend it and you'll finish in in the dominant places. But I, again, there are many clubs that are spending... Yes. Everton spending yeah. a, a lot of... We just mentioned that. Yeah. Yes, it, it probably follows. It helps. But it there helps. are exceptions, aren't there? Yeah, it's not, surely it can't be the rule. No, it shouldn't be the rule. I mean, look at Leicester when they win the league. Were they, how big a spenders exactly. were they? They weren't that big spenders. I've got one more thing to show you. Oh. And then we should talk to our guest. You know... Um, I'm not the only one fascinated by new kits. And I think, I, I you do genuinely like do think we've got some really good strips oh, yeah. in the Premier League this year. I'm looking forward to seeing Spurs play away. I've said to you, it's like a, they're, they're change jerseys, like a, a, a desk that's had ink spilt on it from <laughs> the time when you and I were yeah. at school. Yeah. There are one or two I don't like. I, I mean, Palace, I have said, I think always come up with something mm. innovative. But Manchester City have launched their third kit. Okay. Okay, and I'm going to show it to you now right. in the knowledge you haven't seen it. No. Nope. And I want your reaction. Okay? Yeah. What? That's a training top. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> That's a training top. Uh, for those I- who haven't seen it, it's blue. It's got two stripes across the chest into which there are two words written, Man City. Underneath the sponsor, Etihad Airways. There's no club badge. That's woven into the material, apparently. Is it? Um, I, I mean, I'm with you. I, 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 it's, it's caused an absolute furore up there. Is it? With one fan saying, I can't wait for it to go in the discount bin at the end of the season, and I can still ignore it. Uh, he's right. I mean, I've, I, that's, <sighs> Honestly, I, it's, that's like a top you'd go if, if you were going, out, going into the gym. How can you do a little that? session? No, you can't. That's not, it's not good. That's not good. No. You know... What, what are we going to do? If this starts a trend, what are we going to do? Uh, Coventry. Yeah. Man U. Yeah. The Arse. The Arse. Chelsea. Chelsea. Toffees. Could have put nicknames. <laughs> don't, even need, don't even need to put... The... I know we're all looking to do something different. I know yeah, we've got I to be that. creative. I know there's always another way and that a revenue stream uh, needs to be found once you've exhausted time. everything. 70 quid a time. But, but no, it no, is a training top. That's what it's like. It's like you'd go in for training and you say, here's your gear there you go, boys. Put it in the bin at the end. We'll get it washed ready for tomorrow. Mm. That's just what it's like. A top that you'd wear out training in the pit. Have a look. Um, Google it, guys. What did you make of the opening weekend? Enjoyed it. I mean, you and I sat in the studio, watched, uh, what, nine games. I uh, watched all but Friday night. And apart from the first half, and I see the first half um, with Spurs and Man City, mm. I, 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 was, I enjoyed it. I thought it was refreshing. I thought there was an openness about it that we often don't see in the Premier League because teams are obsessed with passing the ball around the back. But for me, a lot of teams were going forward, trying to win football matches, a little bit like the the Euros in the summer. And if that is a carry-on from the Euros, then you know, keep it going. But 
there will come a time, and probably it started already for some, that when you will go out and play, you're then more worried about losing rather than winning. I just got the feeling it was a really open weekend. What do you think? I, I agree with you. I was just about to ask, I, I, I'm looking at that first half in my mind at Tottenham, and did you think that in some ways Guardiola looked like an individual now that's behind the curve and not in front of it because change has been made, probably following the Euros, that he is not going to embrace. Manchester City still mm-hmm. went sideways, backwards, yeah. in, well, out, I, I backwards, don't mind sideways. That. I don't mind that. The, the, I mean, the beauty of this game for me is, is that we can have different ways of playing. Uh, we've always said, and, and part of the... I was going to say... Part of the attraction in football is that, is that not every team plays the same. Let's take two of the biggest teams, Liverpool in the recent years and Manchester City. Mm. Very different in the way they go about their football. One's high octane, on the front foot, wants to go forward. It passes that about, of course it does, but wants to go forward. One is, is, is a pass fest, likes to pass its way through. Ball hardly goes above knee height when you play for Manchester City. And, and that's the way it is. But I think when you're Burnley or Brighton or Watford, I don't think fans, their fans, want to see them popping it around the back um, for like 20 minutes at a time and keeping the ball and thinking this is wonderful and having two chances in the whole game. I just think the way that they all got the ball forward at the weekend was just refreshing. I'm, I'm keen to see what this weekend brings mm. um, in that respect. Um, but no, I don't think, I think, I know what you're saying about Guardiola, you're thinking that the, the game's moving on and we're not going to call him a dinosaur, are we? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Or I should say, you're not going to call him no, a dinosaur. No, I'm not going to call him a dinosaur, but I looked at him and I thought he looked bemused. I think he looked puzzled. Uh-huh. I don't think he had an answer to the problems that they had. That's three games in a row they've lost without scoring. I know, I know. Well, listen, and I said to you at the weekend, you said to me, what are we going to learn from this weekend? And I said, uh, not a lot. I said, because there's so many players not playing um, and there's teams at different levels at the moment. I, I would, I've said to you, maybe give it you know, to maybe October. It settles a bit, maybe end of September, and we'll get a better idea. But the one thing that that jumped out at me, and it's something we've talked about last season, and we talked about with Arsene Wenger during the Euros, is this fixation with not playing a front man, mm. trying to play a false nine and get away with it because you know we play brilliant football. We can just pass our way through. Well, the last three games, competitive games you've played, uh, it's been anything but that. And I think it's glaringly obvious what they need. And that's why I was saying to you at the weekend, if they can afford it and it doesn't matter and they don't need the money and it's not going to affect the club in any way, um, adversely, go and get Harry Kane. Give Spurs what they want and get him. Can you understand why that deal hasn't been done yet? We're recording Thursday night, by the way. It might be through Friday, Saturday at the weekend. But there's no sign of it. No. And and I said to you, I think Levy's got all the cards. Uh-huh. I still believe he has all the cards. Mm-hmm. He's got a player on a three-year contract. Yeah, he has. Whether there was a verbal arrangement that, that Kane thought he had and perhaps misunderstood, none of us know. No. But it's. Inc- I thought he'd be gone by now. Yeah, I did. But it's looking as though it might not happen. Now, if you're Manchester City uh-huh. and your problems are so obvious and the answer is equally available... Uh-huh. What's the difference between 120 and 150 no, To now? them, nothing. To them, nothing. Honestly, I mean, I've said to you all along, it's a lot of money for Harry Kane. He's coming up to his 29th birthday. So there's absolutely no sell-on from Harry. What you're, what you're buying is dead money. You're buying Kane to win your trophies, to win your Champions League. That's what you're buying Harry Kane for. Would you spend 100 million on a 33-year-old Lewandowski who's said to Bayern Munich he wants out? That's a really tough one because I love him. I mean, of all the front men around Europe, I mean, he is as good as we've had for the last 10, 12 years. Mm. As good as we've had, Gizzi. He's just a total predator. But he's 33, and when I saw that today, they're looking for a minimum of 100 million. I, I, I did kind of swallow a bit and thought, wow. <laughs> um, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Who would... I mean... Okay, let well, me... Manchester United, right? They've got Cavani, so they're probably happy. Um... So let's deal with City. Would City be better playing 100 million for Lewandowski or 130 million or 40 million for Harry Kane? You're not going to get much back from either. Well, no. from Lewandowski, nothing. 
absolutely Kane, nothing. you might see a sell on yeah, but, to America. But Kane's or, going to play till he's 33. Yes. So he's, he, you've got four good granted, years from Kane. But what if Lewandowski, no guarantees, right. but what if Lewandowski, who's won it uh-huh. and knows how to do it, yeah. was the difference between Manchester City playing in the final mm-hmm. again and winning it? What's he worth then? Whatever they want. Priceless. Yeah. Whatever they want. So you'd do it. You see, I, I, I've always said this. People balk at the figures and us, but the poor lad Ben White was getting battered at the weekend with the play for Arsenal. Mm. Um, the kid signed from Brighton, centre-back. Really good player. And they're all going, oh, what a waste of money, 50 million. And what a waste of money. Oh, God, look at me. Get absolutely torn <laughs> apart there. And I'm thinking, I can give the boy a break. It's his first game yeah. in yeah. a new club. Yeah. And he didn't set the price. Arsenal didn't need to pay 50 million if they didn't want to. So let him get on with it. But, I mean, we live in a world of immediacy in football now, don't we? It, it used to be we'll give them half a dozen games. A bit like the league table that you love having up from day one. <laughs> right? So, But we never used to see that for six games, Keezy. No. And never, never one just got on with that. But now, everybody wants to see it. You know, the Brentford wanted to see it the opening day on Friday night. So they could cut it out did. and pin it up on their wall. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, what Lewandowski is worth... Um, he's worth to Manchester City, whatever they think he's worth. And if they can afford it, as I've said, I think I'd go for Kane. I'd get better value, I think, and longer. But if they Well, let's just say Kane, you, are a, you are a club of principle all of a sudden. Who is? I, 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 don't laugh. I just said, I said all of a sudden for a purpose. <laughs> let's say you're a club of principle. Yes. You've decided 130 is as far as you're going. Mm-hmm. But you can have Lewandowski. For 100. Or Ronaldo for 25. Oh. What are you doing to me? It's the first one back this week. It's not the second. second. I wouldn't have done this last (laughs) week. (laughs) (coughs) Wow. You see, Cristiano's 35, isn't he? Mm. An amazing specimen. But Looks like a 25-year-old. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, So 100 million for Lewandowski, 25 million. Or... Or, yes, it's or one or the other now because you've said we're not going to give you 150 for Kane. Or, all right, let me put that back in as an option. And kid. Uh, if it was me and I was managed running City and I was Pep Guardiola and they, they, they said to me, here's your three options. You can have any one of them. Kane's number one. Simply because of age. Simply because of age. All right. It's just come to me as you're talking. All right. Okay, Kane's your number one option. Yep. At 130, mm-hmm. or <laughs> you can have Lewandowski and Ronaldo for five million less. Oh dear! And I know you've got to pay them, so that's a factor. But that's a factor. It, Big wages, but I don't know. I mean, what are you doing to me? It's, this is ridiculous. I mean, for two years with Lewandowski and and, and Ronaldo there, you'd, you'd probably have an amazing journey, oh. and you might even win it. <laughs> Right, you know, for two years, but yeah, I can't. You cannot see Christian Ronaldo's powers, athlete that he is, um, at thirty-seven, for instance, still being able to do that. That's me. We've That's got, you. We got a phone fest this yeah, week. Yeah, we have. So, I guessed. I think what City should do, if it was me right now, I'd be phoning Daniel Levy up and say, "What's your bottom price? What's your bottom dollar? What's what, what's what you take?" And they would go, "Okay, deal. Let's do it." That's what I would do. If I was Man City. Let's speak to our guest. That was him saying it's um, Ready. 15 minutes beyond the time that you oh. said you'd call. So, uh, let's say a very warm welcome mm-hmm. to Derby County's new centre-back, mm-hmm. Phil Jagielka. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your first question, Andrew. Right. To me. First, most important question, is his golf any better? Well, he's had plenty of time to improve it. Oh, fair point. Plenty of time. Fair point. Fair point. Up until oh, last I've, got, night. I've got last week, that was my main hobby and my main uh, career goal. Because <laughs> 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 just in case, anyway, when Jags used to come over here, we did take a few more balls from on the golf course, if memory serves me well. <laughs> memory serves you uh, very well, Andrew. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to his return. Yes. When finally... After 22 years, I guess, Phil, because I, I can't imagine yeah. your thoughts are to, to leave Derby anytime soon. Finally, you put yeah. your boots to rest. Uh, possibly, yeah. Um, possibly. Like You're 40 this, next this, year. <laughs> this this um, close season was obviously a big one for me. Um, sort of potentially well, having to move clubs, find a new club, find someone who would potentially give um, someone who's obviously the, the wrong end of the spectrum um, football-wise age. I no, you see, I don't agree but... with that. I'm sorry. I, I don't Fine. agree with that. I think that in terms of experience, leadership, yep. knowledge, mm-hmm. I think you're at the right end of the spectrum, Phil. You can't buy those things as a lad, can you? But I think... I, I don't disagree, but I think, obviously, if you look across <laughs> most of the leagues, there's not too many people playing... Uh, at my age and most of the reason is I believe is people are, won't be given a chance are sort of forced to believe that they should give up well I oh, by the way cross. I meant to say oh, by the way go on Jags happy birthday yeah. son for yeah day, I know the worst thing ever was I signed on my birthday <laughs> did you really Wayne, yeah Wayne pulled me for, I thought I was signing a 38 year old and now you've come back at 39 so very good point yeah. Yeah. very good point yeah. <laughs> how so, was it Phil debut um, it was brilliant it, honestly because I've got to the point where obviously no one was particularly ringing and he was featuring agent and like you gotta be patient you know someone might get injured or someone might not get someone who wants the window might close and it gets to the point where you, know, you just don't feel wanted and it's hard to do the runs, go and do the yeah. the physical side of things. Um, but then, obviously, I got a phone call from Derby and basically, as soon as I walked in to train, you know, the deal was to go and train and see what it was like. Uh, you saw there was probably five, six senior pros, ten young lads that were probably under 23s. And then that's what we had. And yeah. to be honest... Um, it was a test for me as well to see if the body would take it, yeah. you know, doing a pre-season and things like that. And, you know, I loved it. I, I knew I'd made the right decision to go and give it a last blast because if say, I didn't enjoy it or the body did let me down, at least I could look myself in the mirror and yeah. say, you know, I, I got it. I got as much out of it as I could. And say the only disappointing fact was I wasn't able to get over the line and register for the first couple of games due to obviously the the behind-the-scenes issues yeah. and how that, many that, people you can yeah, register yeah. And, and stuff like that. That was more but, their uh, problem, wasn't it? Because they weren't being allowed to sign anybody. No. Uh, and, the, and the kids was, you mentioned, I think, were, were part of the first-team squad, weren't they? Or deemed to be so. Well, yeah. I think there's two embargoes at the club at the moment. And <laughs> the ones, and this is even even matter, they, they had to play because of COVID. So 11 first-team players couldn't play because of COVID. <sighs> so 11 young lads had to play. And if they were signed as a professional contract, technically, it was, I think it was in the FA Cup, it classed as a first-team game. So if they're still at the club, even if they're not even training with the first team, they were taking up spaces on the embargoes run. So it was a little bit 
frustrating, and you know when you think you were so close to, to getting started again. But you know, he got over the line. Me and Sam Bulldog were both in the same position. It was a pretty good turnout for us, obviously last night. Yeah, nice. I was just thinking, who's Gary Cahill, John? Gary's done that as well. They've taken Gary from. Crystal Palace, somebody's taking them into the championships at Bournemouth. 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 I think Bournemouth, yeah. yeah. Who's the big yeah. business? I, and but, what, Jags, you know the league, of course you do, right? But, yeah. and we know what they say, it's, a, it's physically a demanding league, arguably the most demanding league around for the amount of games you have to do. It's repetition, repetition all the time. Are you, are you okay about that? Are you, are you happy that the body can see it through? Well, that's, that's the million dollar question. And I think with the money I've got now, from day dot, even with pre-season also, obviously you don't want to, it's old school mentality, you don't want to miss a session, you don't want to do anything that, you, you know, you want to be out there as much as you can. But he said, look, don't be daft. If you are feeling a bit, few niggles and all sorts, um, come and tell me, like, I'll do, do a little bit less of the session. So for me, you know, I've played, um, played Wednesday, there's going to be a game Saturday, another game Tuesday. Um, I will say it's trial and error, but I think there will be times where I will have to pull the yeah. manager. Yeah. And say, look, you know, I'm more than happy to play, but I, I'm not too sure how what what sort of percentage we're looking at. And then you say, just just manage myself as best I can. You know, I've got an idea, James. Look at the yeah, teams you're playing. See how rapid the front man is. And if yeah. he is rapid, then duck out of that one, pal. <laughs> I think I don't mind the rapid ones. There's the big, big ones that beat you up instead. So I'll have to look this in the thing. I've got a little bit of advice as well. If the gaffer ever says you fancy a weekend away, the answer is no. I don't, gaffer. Okay. Thanks very much. All right. So I thought, I thought you were going to give me an invite then to come Not over. To... <laughs> I'll tell you the conversation we've just been having, Okay. How before before I put the same questions to you as I did Andy, how good Phil is Harry Kane, from someone who knows because you've been on the same pitch and marked him. Um, I, I think as a, as, a, as a striker and the nine, he's as good as he gets. I think um, you know his left foot, his right foot, his heading. You know, give give him a chance, and he's gonna pretty much hit the target yeah. nine times out of ten, and. Um, you know he's he's played most obviously played his career at Spurs where he's led the line, but realistically they're not the top top team in the in the sort of in in the division in, in Europe. And he's never been given that chance. You know international football is slightly different; it's a little bit slower. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know obviously score hat tricks and loads of penalties and things like that. But you know it's never as easy to get into sort of rhythm as it is obviously in in Premier League football and stuff like that. But for me, I, I was actually quite excited to potentially see him go on and, and play for a team. Obviously, Man City would have been the ones that have been obviously after him um, for a little while. On that, Man City. If you're Manchester City, why are you not just saying to Tottenham? Because uh, it doesn't matter. City have got potfuls of money. 10, 20 million here or there is not going to change it. They, they look as if they're desperate to have a front man. Um, why would they not just say... Here's 140 million. Give us Harry. Uh, you'd like to think it was that simple, but football never is. And you, you don't know if they have done that or they're prepared to do that. And they're just literally getting told no, 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 no mm -hmm. from from Levy. Um, we talk about this financial fair play. Maybe they can't offer that until maybe they get rid of another player. Um, just to pretend that they're doing the football financial fair play thing, <laughs> because let's be honest, I'm not sure. I'm not sure any any team are doing this. You look at the Paris Saint-Germain team. Wages alone, they shouldn't be allowed to do anything. Should be, but geez, um, I don't know. I honestly don't know the answer. I always think when it comes to football transfers, I think the team that's selling a player should put in a number in an envelope. The team that are buying a player should put a number in an envelope. Yeah. And unless it's within fifteen percent, so they've both got to be realistic of what they'd pay. Uh, they can't sell that player or buy that player for that transfer window, and and that would, in turn, mm -hmm. in turn, obviously, it would work in Spurs' favour because the price they obviously put four hundred million in, in an envelope, but it'd have to be an open sort of negotiation that can sort of hide behind this fact that he is for sale, but he only isn't. Do you, do you understand what I mean? Like, yes, I've got let's it. Let's have yeah. a bit more clarity yes. and a bit more. Honestly, you know, it's a fair price. It's a fair price. Anything over 100 million is a fair price, Harry Kane. Yeah. Do, you know do you think Harry made an error signing that contract or his agent made an error? I mean, you're Harry Kane and you're thinking, I'm signing a deal here. We've not won anything yet. 
We're going into the first couple of years of this five-year deal, haven't won anything. Why on earth would a, an agent for a player like Harry Kane not have a buyout clause written into the contract? Well, same again, we go down to who runs the club and we, he's known to be very, very, shall we use the word clever? <laughs> uh, when it comes to signing contracts with, with the players, he does seem to get him to sign deals that you may think <laughs> sign or, or not for as long or maybe want more money. So you've got to say he's doing a great, he's doing a great job that way. But I, I don't understand because for Harry, if he was going to get a big move, the money that he'd get for getting a big move, it wouldn't really matter if he was on, shall we say, average slash adequate wages for another year or so without obviously signing maybe the bumper deal he had. But you and I both know if, you, if you've got a relationship with someone and they're staring you in the face and they say, we'll guarantee this and guarantee that and we promise this and promise that, you take them on face value sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. Potentially, that's what's going to cost him maybe a move in, in this transfer window. How do you mark him, Phil? What do you do to stop him from scoring? I, I don't think it's that simple because I think if you put him in a team where he's not the only one that can score and create, then you, you can't over, over mark him or over, you've literally just got to, you know, if you, if you dump him in a team where six other people can create a chance, you yeah, can't yeah. have a game plan to stop him. It's not, and he's not like a Messi or a Ronaldo where, you, you know, a Neymar is going to take six people on, not make it three times and then the goalkeeper, <laughs> he's going to literally get half a yard in the box drag it from one foot to the other and probably end up in, in the roof of the net with half a yard of space. It's, it's a totally different... He's, a, he's, he's almost like a pharaoh as himself, obviously, different stature and stuff, but that's what Aguero made his career on. Yeah. In the box, getting a yard, and before you... The, the ball's in the roof of the net, the bottom of the bottom corners, through the goalkeeper's legs. You know, he was just a, a finisher. And um, I don't think it's that simple just to say, how do you stop him? Obviously, get as tight as you can. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, don't give him one shot on goal. But it's never that simple. <laughs> I mean, I know you're saying that. Was that you know he's not the quickest Harry, is he? He's not. He's not rapid. He's not like Mbappe or somebody like that. So you think you can get tight to him a little bit more than maybe most? Yeah, he's he's a powerful runner. Like obviously, right. you want to see it's going. He's he's an athlete, uh-huh. but he's he hasn't got that explosive. No. And it's not like you, obviously your, your game plan's not normally to sort of double up or you know, make sure you get round him and help your team out because you. You feel it's almost it a fair fight. It is until you sort of get into the box, and that's when he comes to his own. He pulls off your off your shoulder at the right time to score a header, or gives you a little bump, or you know he's got his clever little things that mm-hmm. I don't think you can particularly coach. I think it's just yeah. something you know you've played up front yourself, and when it comes in the box, some people fall to pieces. They look amazing yeah. outside of it, and when it comes in, it just doesn't work. You know, they hit it too hard, or use the wrong part of the foot. But for whatever reason, he seems to have left foot, right foot. He does, doesn't he? Good enough balance. Even his miss hits that goes into the ground, they end yeah. up lobbing over the keeper. You know, like, yeah. But that's not that's not look as stupid as it sounds. It's something that I can imagine. Him, well, I've seen him in training, him constantly doing in finishing because his his goal is to make sure that ball ends up between those posts in that net. Right. Here's the conundrum I gave Andy. Let's just say for a minute, and I'll put the same question to you. City are a a principled club and have decided we're not going above 130. Okay? Yeah. But we are prepared to spend nearly that. It'll cost 125. For that money, we can get Lewandowski (laughs) and Ronaldo. (laughs) Now what do we do? Personally, I I would take Lewandowski for for what what's he going to cost? What are we saying? Hundred million, hundred mil. Okay, maybe not because that. <laughs> well, it's me, it's me, here's me being here's me being ageist now, isn't yeah. it? Well, it is you being ageist. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. So what? If, if he if he's super fit and he does it, what you can get four years out of him at the top level, on, which baby. he looks an absolute. Animal. It does. At Man City, you're looking at four years, 25 million a year. Realistically, if I'm the Sheikh and I've got money coming left, right, and centre, and I want to win the Champions League, and I can't get uh, Kane, I'm, 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 I'm interested. I think, I think so. he could make that much yeah. of a difference. And by the way, what I am going to do, I'm just to really piss off United, I'm going to go and buy <laughs> Ronaldo as well because I can. Uh, you would, wouldn't well, you? Well, same again. But the only issue is then is. They've got about seven number tens, and now they're going to have two world class strikers that 
And then Gabriel Jesus playing third to the back. Unless we go to 15 aside, uh, it's going to be difficult to um, to fit them both in. I think without, um, I'd never disrespect obviously Ronaldo, but Pep's got a certain way of playing. And I don't think he enjoyed how Aguero didn't, I wouldn't say buy into it, it just wasn't his style, but obviously mm. as soon as the ball's lost press and things like that, you could see he didn't play any strikers because he preferred sort of more mobility playing like De Bruyne up top and, and things like that. So I don't think Ronaldo would fit into Pep's philosophy that way. But he seems to do all right in most yeah, places he, he goes to, doesn't he? And he scores a few goals. shirts, just like Paris did when yeah, they signed Messi. No. Listen, uh, uh, how do we have just heard as well? Good news, Jags. Derby's shop call today has been a massive surge <laughs> in Jaggy Elka oh, shirts since yeah, your debut. They've, they've sold out of number six, something. Yeah, <laughs> oh, really. God. No, 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 I heard four Jags. It, four it wasn't that many. <laughs> okay, perfect. That only had five in stock. <laughs> What's it like playing for, you mentioned him earlier, the yeah. manager? What is Wayne Rooney like well, as a gaffer? First of all, it's really difficult not to call him Wazza every time. Because like, obviously it's the gaffer. It's, it's, it's really difficult. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it, I, won't, I won't use the word amusing, but it is a totally different like concept. Obviously, right. I've... I've played with him. I've played golf with him. I've seen him F and Jeff and get very aggressive on the course. And, you know, obviously played and watched him become England's most, you know, um, highest goal scorer. So you've got, you've obviously got a, a strange connection there and I'm still playing. So it's, it's weird. I think if it was part of his coaching staff, it'd be really easy, but um, he's, he's taking too well. He speaks well. Um, he's got Liam Rossini there who speaks very well as well. Yeah. And they're both, out on their sort of coaching stroke managing journey quite early and they've got well they've got some tasks obviously with the behind the scenes what's going on yeah, but they, they're very level headed they don't get too carried away you know they're delighted last night but at the same extent they, they sort of said they were expecting it that's what they're trying to like put forward you know that mentality um, so yeah it's, it's, it's good it's enjoyable so far <laughs> and one thing he is good and I think that's something I'd always take if if it's a capital I and a capital F, if I go down that route, I think the, the main thing that I've taken from it is communication. And I think pulling people, like if they're not playing or why they're not playing and, you know, uh, what they need to do, things like this. I, I think the longer you leave it without communicating to your players, even positive and negative, it doesn't have to be negative all mm -hmm. the time. Um, I think it just keeps people together. I think people look for excuses as much as they can uh, in, in sports or about when they're not playing it looks like hopefully it's not that, them that that's at the fault it's because of this because of that because of this and I think when you, when you openly speak to them and they're prepared to not to say have an argument but you're prepared to have a conversation if they disagree you want them to tell you mm. and obviously you're prepared to have that sort of um, conversation I think it helps and um, from what I've seen with Wayne he's more than happy to to grab someone, um, explain to me not playing at this particular moment. This is Tiki Y. Like, n n no, obviously, no, di no issues. But it gives them a voice if they want to say I disagree with you. Blah blah blah. At least, you know, there's 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 no sort of thing you bubbling underneath the surface that you know when you do need this player that they'll come and actually perform for you. Is no. he is he banned from five or six then? No, he's not. He's, no, is he? But plainly, he's not because the lad's still recovering, isn't he? <laughs> Just mean, stay out of his way. Since then. <laughs> It, it was it, it was it, it was mad because he actually slipped and oh, did he? it was just, it was just a comedy. It wasn't a comedy of errors. I don't think Nighty thinks it's that way, but no. you know it was just it was just one of those things. But um, yeah, thankfully we've got a few more players in now and a few more people signed up, so we've got enough players to to, to to join in. Well, it's been great to catch up, Phil. Keep it going. Uh, I hope that we can speak at some point later in the season, and we do look forward to your return here. But obviously, you've got to get your, as I said, you've got to get the, the career to a conclusion. Um, yeah. Not, not in any rush. No, not in any when, rush. When you're ready, we're here. It's got to be, be great to see you. I think you should be playing when you're 40. Give it a go at that. You've got a year to go to hit 40. Yes. Definitely. I'd Do love it. to. And it gives me a bit more time to get golfing because you two will not let me let it go where no, you beat me once, I think. If it's any consolation. If it's any consolation, Phil, you're not the first, nor will you be the last. Uh, uh, keep it going, oh, Phil. Thanks, We're Phil. rooting for yeah, you. Yeah, give, 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 give the gaffer our best wishes. Yeah, I will do. Cheers, boys. Thanks. thanks, Phil. Bye bye. Uh -huh.
And in closing, I, I, I've got so many stories running through my mind, Daddy, <laughs> thinking of, of, of managers that have, have, have stopped playing but, but want to continue yeah. to perform in five, in five sides. Did you ever confront that issue? I mean, Graham, Graham couldn't resist, could he? Still no, I, I leaving mean, a little bit on people. Well, I used to, when I was at Villa as Ron's assistant, I, I played five sides, yeah. Yeah, and did um, you find yourself frustrated by the. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. And, and the only thing I felt was straight was when Big Ron used to say, I'm playing today as well. That was a nightmare. And he was so funny because he'd, he'd go left side and he loved the, the German players, Brighton or Overath, or left-footed. So he'd stand out in the left wing and he'd play in the left wing, right? And then when half-time came, he couldn't be bothered walking across the pitch. He'd just turn around and he'd play right side <laughs> in the second half. He'd say, give me the ball. And he'd give us that. Don't watch the eyes one. He used to love that one. At Liverpool, it was only ever five-a-side. And uh, it's been told many times, but it, it's still one of my favourites. Shanks, when he was there. No. Wouldn't, wouldn't go in. And it's, I think it's the case with most managers, isn't it? Yes. They're not going to blow the final whistle until no. they win. Right, but those were the days where you just literally got sticks or or traffic cones or yeah. or, or jumpers for jumpers goalposts. For goalposts yeah. Chris Lawler injured on the sideline watching Shanks running around. The, <laughs> all of the boys playing: Joe Fagan, Bob Paisley, um, and Shanks thinks he scored what would be the winner. <laughs> thinks it's it in, and uh, obviously a row ensues. The team that have conceded are not having that, no. so so argue quite strongly. And uh, <laughs> Shanks goes, "Hey, Chris, uh, Chris is watching." Uh, you're an honest man, Chris. Uh, was it in or was it out? He said, um, I don't think it was in, Gaffer. No, I don't think it crossed the line. I went, hey, Christ, he went, uh, it's taken you 20 years to say something and when you open your mouth, you tell a lie. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, nice, brilliant we, we will see you next week. Um, we will. You're listening to Keys and Grey. Download from any, any of the uh, regular podcast sites that you currently get uh, pods from. Um, we are at Keys and Grey. Uh, the podcast. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin. While the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.